Thank you so much for tuning in to Strive to Fi. As always, I'm your host, Joseph Hadaway. And today I'm sitting down with Nick Dunn, who wants to help you grow as an average Joe. Nick is a trim carpenter by trade, financial coach by night. And I mean, I could keep going. You've got quite the resume, but I think I'll let you talk about that yourself. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, I'm a trim carpenter, which for those who don't know, that's a... Uh, basically a carpenter that builds all the um, fancy stuff in a house. So like crown molding, custom built in, stuff like that. Um, been doing that for about five years. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, I, I am also a financial coach and consultant. Um, I specialize primarily with um, helping people build their personal financial foundations, meaning, um, you know, budgets, uh, money mindsets, stuff like that, um, as well as helping them create plans um, to help them use their nine to five strategically to help them grow financially. Because I think that's one thing that uh, that people really can do better at across the board. And, you know, m most people use their job as a source of negativity and frustration. And uh, for, for me, part, part of my story is um, I went from a thousand dollar net worth to $100,000 net worth in just three years working blue collar. And I wasn't making any more than, you know, $55,000 a year. So, um, you know, and obviously I have unique circumstances um, that that helped me get there, but that is proof as a whole that the, the concept of if you use your job strategically and, you know, make plans surrounding, you know, the income that you have that you can use that to grow. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Hey, love to hear it. And I, I guess, you know, it's always good to hear that you are your own proof of concept, if nothing else. Right. And I thought about this while you were talking. This joke might be so stupid that I cut it out of the final pod. But I was thinking about this, you know, building houses by day, building budgets by night. Hey, there yeah, you go. That's, <laughs> that's that's very accurate. Yeah. And actually, when I when I first started on uh, on Twitter, I was I was trying really hard to find a way to, to make that connection of being a, you know, a builder by day and helping people build their, fi their finances by night. So that's, that's funny. There we go. See free market. That's what you come on the show for free marketing advice. That's right, man. <laughs> so uh, you, get into, you kind of touched on it going from the one K to hundred K net worth in three years on a 55 K income, which I'm not, I mean, that's ridiculous, man. That's insane. Um, I did not know that about you prior to this. So I, I guess, you know, was that, you know, your inspiration for Grows an Average Joe, help your fellow blue collar workers do what you did? Or uh, is there more to it? Yeah, abs absolutely. I mean, that's that's the primary focus or, uh, or inspiration, as you said. A lot of people that are that are in those uh, those types of jobs, they're they're not doing very well financially, usually, you know, they're so, you know, being around that. Um, you know, I got guys that I care about that I know that I've worked with for a long time and, and, you know, relationships and, and it's, it's not just the people that are bringing in, you know, not that much money every month is, I mean, it, 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 it affects the people that are bringing in over a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, it was primarily the fact that I'm around, you know, blue collar individuals who just, just spending money like water without any real plans to grow their money. And so, you know, part, I, you know, I see a void and it, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a, uh, I didn't, I'm, I'm not doing this. I mean, you know, I'm trying to make money with what I'm doing, but my, the, the, the motivation is not that I want to see, you know, that, that sector of people thrive 
because I, because I see the potential because I've, you know, I've, I have found it and I've acted upon it and have been able to do what I've done. So I'm trying to help other people in a similar position, you know, the everyday person, you know, find, find that nugget of gold, you know, in their life that they may not be taking advantage of to try to get them to where they want to go. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said there about like, you know, the, the propagated mindset, um, kind of, you know, thinking about most of our friends in life. And I just read an article about this and if I can find it, I'll link it in the show notes below. And if I didn't, I'm going to edit that last sentence out <laughs> about how, you know, most of our friends in life come from people in similar circumstances. I mean, even as an adult now, most of my friends are still the friends that I was with in like high school and college. Um, and I'm sure I know for a fact I've picked up on some of their mentalities and they've definitely picked up on some of mine. And as an adult, I feel like, you know, we're not going to school. So most people who are in the most similar situation to you, like you mentioned, are your coworkers. And if they've all got that negative energy, especially if it's already in place when you're hired, I mean, you're going to feed off of it. That's just what we naturally do as humans. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you're, you're spending nearly half of your life, it seems at least working. So, I mean, if, if you're in a situation where you have that negativity around you, or you had, you know, you may be uh, working close with people who spend irresponsibly or have those mindsets, then yeah, of course, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna at least be at the forefront of your mind when you're interacting with them. And whether or not you fall into that, you know, is ultimately your, your choice and a reflection of your discipline. But um you know, if, if you can, if you can block out that noise and learn from other people's mistakes to try to, you know, I, I call it um, playing your own game when it comes to work, because, uh, you know, pe people, they, they get really stressed out about, um, you know, their, their prospects of advancement. And, you know, well, I, you know, I can't do this. I don't make enough, you know, money to do these things that I want to do. And, you know, I, I tell people, you have to, you have to play your game, meaning don't, don't get yourself so enveloped in your work that it it, ta it takes over and affects you at home you know you have to you have to go into work with a plan and and whatever that plan is it could be like you know i'm gonna work here for x amount of time until my 401k is vested and then i'm gonna job hop to get to get a higher income you know mm -hmm. um but what what it, you you have to use your job as a as a marker on your path to where you want to go it's it's not an obstacle you have to use it as a tool I, I love that. And I've been seeing that a lot on Twitter, X, whatever, whatever we're calling it lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> before Elon rebrands again on us. But either way, I've been seeing that a lot, you know, a lot of talk. And honestly, this might be just me retweeting your tweets. I, I might be <laughs> feeding your own information back to you, but um, about the leveraging your nine to five, using it as a tool right. rather than just, you know, something you slog to every morning. Yeah. 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 I, I That's funny you say that. I, a little bit after I started, you know, to really try to build my account, I started seeing that those same types of comments around and I was like, oh, okay, so this is people, people are looking for, for something like this. So it's good to see that. I absolutely. And I mean, just, just to credit you as a creator and as a person, um, you are the first, I've run into a couple more since meeting you, but you are the first blue collar specific finfluencer. I hate that word, but it's a term I'm going to use that I've seen on there. Yeah. Or yeah, on the platform. yeah, definitely. I, I've seen a couple. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. There's a few. Uh, shout out, actually. So if you're listening to this and you want more blue collar, either next week or two weeks, we got blue collar investments coming on, too. So, you know, hey, tune back in for that. 
Yeah, he's a good one. I like him. So uh, I get again to you know your your financial coaching <clears throat> and your philosophy. Let's let's start here. Let's say I scout an appointment with Nick. Um, what is what's the first thing you talk to me about? What's the first thing you walk me through? So um, obviously, obviously, it's it's a very customized situation when you're dealing with uh, you know discussing someone's finances. So. It, it varies across the board. I will say the the first step is the same for everybody. Um, so I have them schedule a, a free consultation with me. It's an hour. Um, and then when, when they schedule that, it redirects them to a questionnaire that helps me get an idea of their financial situation. Um, so I, I, you know, I have very specific questions um, and, you know, stuff like on a scale of one to 10, how secure is your financial position? One being, you know, I'm on the brink of financial destruction and 10 being, you know, I have a lot of extra money every month. Um, I have people list their top three pain points when it comes to their personal finances. Um, I have them gauge their investment knowledge and and their overall money knowledge. Um, so just stuff like that. It helps, it helps give me a baseline. And then I take that information and um, there's other specific questions about, um, uh, real, real world things that they're dealing with. So I, I kind of I get, I get a, uh, I get a good idea of what they're dealing with and what they need out of coaching. And then after that, before our meeting, I go through and I, you know, I make notes, I make, you know, I'll write little questions like, what, what do you mean by this or whatever? And I'll, I'll kind of create like a, a pre preliminary plan. And then when we meet that way, you know, that full hour can be dedicated hundred percent to that information that they've given me. And then, uh, you know, at, at the end, after we talk about everything, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, I, I think I'd be a good fit for you, or I, you know, I don't think I can help you. Um, and then we go from there. I want to make, I want to make two comments on that. Number one, he's not joking about the survey. When I reached out about a pre-call for this interview, he made me fill out the survey. <laughs> that was a, that was a mistake. I, 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 had been meaning to create like a networking module for Calendly and I hadn't yet, but I, I did after you did that. Uh, I, I just thought it was funny because I was going through the questions. And I was like, how seriously do I take this? But also, um, number two, you said something that I, I've had tens of financial coaches on this podcast now. And I interact with like a thousand other ones on Twitter, X, whatever, every week. Um, something I've never actually heard someone else say is like whether you're a good fit or not. I hear that a lot from like the advisor community, specifically like the CFPs who work on like a fee only, no investment management. Um mm -hmm. So could you, could you elaborate on that at all? Like, you know, who do you see as a fit? Who do you see as not a fit? Um, because it, it feel like a lot of people I talk to, you know, they want to work with my target market is everybody. Right. Yeah. No. And I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I would love to hear out, um, you know, any and all situations if someone feels that I could help them. Um, it's, it's more of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do people justice <laughs> in this because that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the that's the reason I'm getting into this. That's that's the reason I love coaching so much is is the relationships involved. And so I there's it's going to be impossible for me to sleep at night if I get a situation that I know my expertise doesn't cover. Or, for instance, I had a consultation with a woman recently um, who she, she made clear in her questionnaire and in the meeting that she wanted me to help her with like Twitter growth. And I told her I was mm -hmm. like. I don't know anything about that. Like I cannot help you with that. However, I can help you with these other situations. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a goodwill gesture to, you know, the, the client essentially that, you know, Hey, I'm not, I'm not just gonna, 
accept you at face value if, if I know I can't help you because that's, you know, I'm wasting your time and your money um, and that's not fair to you or, or to me. So that's, that's, that's the um, theory, I guess, behind that. And I will say, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that. That is, in my opinion, at least the ethical way to go about it. Yes. Um, and because that's usually one of the questions I ask in like the pre-interview for this show and, you know, like, who do you see as your target market? Who are you helping? And if your answer is, oh, you know, everybody, then you, you, we're probably not doing a podcast. I probably lost a little respect. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I know I have my limitations. I know, you know, relatability is a thing in finding clients, but and we all do. I mean, there's a lot of things that I am not qualified to talk about. Yeah, and definitely. It, and recognizing that limitation as a coach and as a consultant or business owner one-on-one -on -one is just as important as the knowledge you have. Yeah. And, and it goes, I mean, it goes further than even like, you know, not being a licensed, you know, CFP or CPA, not being able to talk about securities. Like, obviously, you know, that's the big one, but it, it goes into like, um, I'm struggling to think of an example, <laughs> but, but a situation where, you know, someone, you know, is desperately looking for help about a specific topic. I mean, even in the face of desperation, like, you know, you just, you, if you can't do it, like it's going to become obvious sooner or later. <laughs> so you, you might as well be upfront about it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to come up with, you know, like a, a great example. Um, a couple of years ago, I had someone come to talk to me and they were like mid divorce. Mm. And they were like, you know, showing me like mixed assets of, you know, what was their, I guess, soon to be ex-husband and hers and yeah. talking about like, you know, how much of this do you think I'm going to get? How much of that, you know, what will my projected income be? And the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough <laughs> about divorce law. Um, I, I did end up referring her to an actual advisor who could help, but recognizing those limitations, because I don't know, I, I would have been wasting, like you said, her time and her money on, and she would have got nothing out of it. There's no value created. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So moving on from just that, I mean, as someone who comes from a financial background, um, my undergrad is in finance, master's in finance. I work in the retirement industry as my nine to five. I understand where my personal finance nerdness, I guess is the word I'll use, mm -hmm. uh, comes from. So I love asking this question to other people who, you know, don't come from a classroom financial background. What what got you into it? In, into personal finance yes sir or finance and yeah so um it, it, it kind of took root early i guess for me um but it, it was it was fueled by the end game i guess you could say it was never fueled by you know i'm 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 chasing millions of dollars and <laughs> you know of, of wealth it was fueled by you know i recognize early number one the importance to me of uh, time, but specifically time spent with family. I mean, all that, that's, that is my number one thing. I'm getting married next spring. That's like going to be a huge milestone for me. I uh, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so for, for me early on, I recognize the importance of time is what it boils down to. And I knew that the only way that I was going to get there is by mastering the art of a making money and b keeping money. So, because, you know, obviously, we spend a lot of our life working and there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that are retirement age that have nothing to show for it and they are still working and it breaks my heart every time I see them out in the front lines. Um, so pro probably around, I would say late high school is when I really started seriously wow. thinking about it 
in in um, conjunction with you know the thoughts of well, you know what am I going to do with my life? Do I go to college? Blah blah blah. So that's when I really started thinking about it. I didn't really get super serious about it until probably probably nineteen or twenty. Um, and I I'm gonna be a cliche. My first book was Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I know you know it's it's a pretty uh, go ahead. So was mine. You no hate. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I, it, it was a lot of people's, but I guess, you know, at least on in the echo chamber of Twitter, there's a lot of people who, uh, <laughs> they're not too fond of Robert Kiyosaki. But regardless, that book, I mean, that is like one of my number one recommendations for people who are just starting out in finance solely for uh, what it does for you conceptually, like how you think of money. It really, really hammers in some very, um, I guess you could say unique perspectives on money that will really help you especially starting out like how, how it'll help develop your sense of value specifically um so that's a great book but anyway i read that in uh in probably late high school um and then you know that was a, that was a that was a perfect marriage to me and in, in my aspirations of you know i need to have control of my time as early as i possibly can so i uh my first <laughs> my first dabbling in investing was i try i rode the the crypto wave i think it was late 2017 um and there, there was a, a short bull market in the winter and I made a little bit of money and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crypto day trader. Obviously I'm not. So that was my first foray in, into investing, if you can call it that. Um, and then after that, you know, I started to lose, lose my ass essentially on, in crypto. And so I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think this is what I think it is. So that's, that's when I kind of, I slowed down and I really took my time to, to work through the basics Um and and solidify things and then started to move into the more advanced things you know like setting up retirement accounts and um you know thinking long term um so that's pretty much it i i'm gonna hand it to you late high school that is a lot earlier than we i think i've heard from basically anyone before wow um and i didn't put this in in the previous questions but i'm gonna i'm gonna bully you with it now or more so, we have a shared experience, and I know my thoughts on it, and I want to hear yours too. Yeah, what is it? Did you get public stock? Did you, uh, work, did you work your thousand hours? I, I, yes, yes, yes. I don't. I, I think so. <laughs> the the thing is, is that's I forgot we talked about that. That's funny. Um, well, also, it's the pin tweet on your, uh, yeah, Twitter account. So yeah, yeah, it is. That that's a good point. Yeah, I uh, so I worked I worked at Publix in between high school and that like 1920 mm-hmm. age range when I started taking stuff serious. So I was aware of it and I was like, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But uh, my mind, I wasn't in a place mentally where I was like, I'm going to take full advantage of that and, you know, everything else. And I didn't start a 401k with them or anything. So I honestly, I mean, unless it was automatically assigned to me after a thousand hours, I, I didn't do anything with it. So. Uh, yeah. For, for anyone who I guess isn't from the, the Southeastern range, Publix is a entirely employee owned supermarket chain. Uh, they have an ESOP plan for, for every thousand hours you work, you get a year of vesting. It's a three-year cliff vesting schedule. But the point here is the ESOP plan for every year you work a thousand hours. If I remember correctly, you get 3% of your gross pay given to you in public stock. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Grant, I, it's, it's been a couple years since I worked there. I know it has for you too. So it, it could have changed. 
as well as I know at least we had a Voya 401k with a 3% profit sharing um, also into that. 100% yeah. up to 3, 100% up to 3%. But it, specifically speaking on the the ESOP um I I did. I I worked there just short of 3 years, so I did lose my ESOP plan, but we moved. I I couldn't stay. Either yeah. way, um that public stock for me was my first like real foray into investing in stock ownership. And yeah. that that was a lot of what lit the fire under me when I got that first dividend check in the mail, which was for like 87 cents. It was mm. hot. It was pennies, really. But that was the first time when I was like, well, wait a minute. This is extra money just for being here. Right, right. Yeah. I, so I had to ask because that was when the bug hit me. I didn't know if you had a similar experience or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was a couple of years later, I would have, you know, paid way more attention to it. But unfortunately, I didn't. But actually, actually, after after you started talking, I guess I guess even prior to when I started doing, started doing crypto, my parents gave me three hundred dollars worth of shares of the company that my mom works at um, as like a graduation gift. So, but if I, if you don't yeah. mind me asking, what's the company? We'll bleep it. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Okay, that's you know them, yeah. They're doing pretty well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, I, I sold it again in that time between when I was, you know, up up to speed with with my education. So. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. They're down today, but. What's it? What's it trading at? Uh, ten eighty five a share. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh, yeah. Uh, we we bleed. I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna be an editing nightmare, but I'm gonna make it happen. Um. <laughs> um. The previously bleeped company. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you did pretty good to sell because I've got their stock chart pulled up, which I'll put up here in the YouTube video, but I'll bore the company name. Um, yeah, they're down like thirty three percent over five years. And you know what? Real quick, I'll throw this out there now. I just did a podcast episode with Dividend Dave. Anyone who guesses what the stock is in the comments, I'll buy you a passive income posse coffee mug and I'll mail it to you. Boom. There you there. go. <laughs> for, Shout first, out to Dividend Dave. <laughs> first first giveaway in history. If you guess this stock, all your I will I'll happily fork up the money for that. I'll ship it too. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope someone gets it. So you sold those shares. And if you don't mind me asking, uh, was there like a reason why? Was it you just didn't see the value, wanted the money for something else or? um, Yeah, it was. Uh... How, do, how do I explain this? <laughs> I, I had I had... go ahead. Go I was thinking, so once again, we're going to tell a very, very similar story here. Um, When I when I graduated high school, my friend's mom gifted us all one share of Tesla. Mm, that's a good one. Well, uh, I sold it when it hit like 600 bucks to take my then girlfriend now wife on vacation oh lord <laughs> uh i i got it for like under 100 bucks i sold it for like 650 that yeah. exact same one share three stock splits later and god knows what else is like upwards of like three four grand right now it's yeah that's incredible my biggest regret when it comes to investing yeah wow yeah that's that's rough yeah i don't i didn't obviously as you just stated that that company that that my mom works for they they're not they had they didn't do too hot in the past five years so i got out uh, you know it was obvious it was down a lot and i i mean i you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in you know buying and then never selling so 
shouldn't have done that but uh <laughs> but yeah I, I i didn't i didn't make as much money as you but i am glad i got out when i got out i mean yeah i just had to ask because uh I, I think that's another like you know similar story i've heard a lot is like you know like someone tried to get me into it and i didn't listen mm-hmm. um i know i share that story i know you and i share that story i know we just had evan my money marathon on the podcast he talked about how he also started out as a day trader yeah so that seems to be a similar way most of us find it. And um, as finance creators, I'm sure you've run into this as well. The day traders get the clicks. Oh yeah, well it's 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 the uh, it's it's the get get rich quick scene. You know the people that aren't involved, you know, in in finance or maybe aren't well versed in finance. They they they're always chasing the get rich quick stuff. Which day trading is like the poster child for that, even though it's way more intense and complicated than than just getting rich quick uh, uh i'm a big fan and i'm sure i've said this at least four times in the show's history now of the 90 90 90 rule 90 percent of day traders lose 90 percent of their account balance in 90 days oh yes firm yeah. firm believer in that unless you're selling the only way to make money day trading <laughs> is selling a course but all right we will we'll get into the content creation that's that's section three of the interview i, I gotta put a close on section two first or at least ask you some kind of question related to it um one thing i do really want to ask so i i come from a white collar background my dad's a mechanical engineer um Mm -hmm. as mentioned i i work in the retirement sector so i sit behind a desk all day do you feel like you know like blue collar investing wealth building is like you know different than white collar do the same principles apply or i guess you know let me ask how is it different um, I, I, th- I think it's a mixed bag. I, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's a distinction between white collar and blue collar for a reason. It's mo- mostly in regards to lifestyle and, and attitude about certain things. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, money is money. You know, there, there's people that are white collar that are making 50 grand. There's people that are blue collar that are making over hundred grand and vice versa. Um, so at the end of the day, it's, it's more about, you know, the, the individual, if they're able to surround themselves with the proper education, tools, resources, in order to leverage that money that they have. I'm trying to articulate something that's like sensitive and I'm really doing a bad job at it. Which, which I, I mean, actually that might be a good segment to tie and talk about here. I mean, it's, it, it's hard to do that, like, to talk. I mean, cause I say this a lot. I think a lot of like the Finfluencers hate poor people. But then also, like, you know, I'll, I'll write a tweet about like, you know, a single mom, two kids, you know, who who makes like 40K a year. What do you what do you say? But like also, you know, how do you write that in a tweet like without coming across as somewhat derogatory? Yeah. I it's mean... it's a very real situation that I think a lot of people just kind of avoid talking about. Sure. Which which is... they don't want to broach the topic. <laughs> Right, which is kind of like a catch twenty two for me because I'm trying specifically to to speak to the people who you know may be struggling, and you know I'm not trying to point it out to like disparage anybody, but it, I mean they're very real situations. Not everybody, you know, that is trying to get into finance is making enough money to leverage. You know, they may be in very like dire con- you know dire situations, and they're like, hey, I'm trying to get out of this, so I'm trying to speak to to you know, those people, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an investing advisor, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to tell people, Oh, you need to, you know, take, take your million dollars and move it into these, you know, funds or whatever. 
Um, also pay me 1% while you do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's, yeah, it is, it is tough. Like you have to, there's a fine line you have to tread, you know? Uh, yeah. We are, we are all walking out here just trying not to get canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's it. I, I want to, you know, move on as a, so, you know, you are of course a fellow digital content creator. Um, I, I know we do it in different ways. And we a few different things here and there, but we're we're in a lot of ways running the same race. Yeah. So of course I know, you know, you we talked earlier, you have a nine to five trim carpenter. Obviously, you know, you can't be a trim carpenter <clears throat> from home. Um, and I know people again like me and Evan, my money marathon, we say a lot of the reason our stuff works is because we can work from home. So I sure. can I, I can tweet and update safe harbor provisions at the same time. But you can't do that. You you are on site doing manual labor, which I'm hundred percent sure tires you out physically more than me sitting here all day does. <laughs> um, yeah. Take a phone call every now and then. How do you, I guess let's just start here. How do you have the energy to, you know, to come home and still work? What, what gets you out of bed? Is it straight passion? Is it enough coffee to kill an elephant? Yeah. Well, actually funny you say that I actually quit coffee a couple months ago, which was, a, a bad and good decision at the same time. I was regretting it for the first couple of days, but I'm I'm glad I'm happy for it now. We're gonna we're gonna um, edit, we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead, go ahead. That's all right. Um, um, anyway, yeah, I mean, what what you said is is 100 accurate. I, I I always tell people, you know, if I'm if I'm tweeting or engaging or replying to people during the day, I'm literally like covered in sweat, dirty, holding a nail gun or like, I, you know, I'm holding my miter saw in my right hand and typing with my left hand, you know, it's, I have to get, I have to get it in where I can. So it is, it is tough. Um, you know, one, one thing that helps me a lot that is kind of just part of my personality and just the way that I am, um, just being logical is I, I systemize a lot of things. So building time within the margins, um, planning for every hour of the day basically and and having specific days where i do specific things so essentially what i do is you know i'll work all day i usually work seven to three um i'll come home and obviously i'll try to do what i can during the day um and by the way i use hype fury so i schedule tweets i, I go every saturday morning and i write my newsletter and i create tweets for the week schedule them out um and then let let those flow through, throughout the day try to engage with them whenever I can. Um, and then at the end of the day, when I come home, uh, I have an ongoing list of things related to grow as an average Joe that I'm trying to work on. For instance, I'm, I'm in the process of building a new website. So that's, that's one thing like that's, it's a, it's, a, it's one task among many, you know, you know, I mean, I'm trying to create more content, et cetera. That's, you know, that's, I have specific criteria for that. So I just, I have, I have basically a running list of, of goals that I'm trying to reach. So I'll come home and I'll be like, okay, I have this amount of time. I can work on this. I can put a good dent in this. I can check this off completely in this time. Um, so I do that every day. And then, like I said, every Saturday I do my newsletter and, and schedule tweets. And then I try to take Sundays off from everything, like working on stuff and um, engaging and all that. But yeah, it, it, it is tough. Cause I'm, I'm not next to a computer. It's easy for 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 all you white collar guys to <laughs> to just open a new tab, you know. No, I, I, it is. It really, really is. And I mean, I can tell you, even like slow days during a nine to five, I might crank out a YouTube video. Sure. Yeah. 
but uh, I do want to also ask you this kind of just as a, as a creator. And also, I mean, I'm a big fan of the term digital entrepreneur. I, I like to think we're building <clears throat> online businesses more so than just being content creators. Yeah. Um, especially I think, you know, when you get into like what we do and you start selling courses and products and coaching and all that. So you are more of a product than just your tweets. But that, that said, I do want to ask, um, what are your like overall thoughts on outsourcing? Cause like, I'm, I'm pretty vocal about this. I don't edit the majority of my YouTube videos and let me tell you, they would not be regular if I had to shout out, shout out Sammy, my editor. Yeah. It, was, shout it, out Sammy. it couldn't happen without him. Uh, then like, even like you mentioned the website, I got to a point where I needed a new website. So I hired, I shout out. Oh God. What, what is their name? They just changed Ener- energize Liverpool. Harvey Sinclair, nice. I'll, I'll add him. Harvey Sinclair, I'll add him in. He's the CEO of the company. I will add him at some point in this episode. So I, I, I outsource. Yeah. But I, I have a massive respect for people who don't. And I've justified mm-hmm. my outsourcing for a long time because I can't spend four hours editing a YouTube video on top of a newsletter, on top of tweeting, on top of writing, on top of blogging. Sure. Do you, do you ever consider outsourcing? Is that like something you think you'll do in the future? Or I, I know a lot, of, a lot of people I talk to, like uh, Connor Founder, talked a lot about not wanting to, or Connor at Founded Money, talked a lot about not wanting to outsource because he likes all of his content being his own. Where do you yeah. fall on that scale? Yeah, I uh, I really try not to. And, and in fact, the, the only thing that I've, I have seriously considered outsourcing thus far is that website, uh, just because, I mean, building a website, even the easiest of websites, I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole education in and of itself to do it correctly and, and well. Um, but I'm, I'm of the uh, persuasion, I guess you could say, of, I, I think if, if you're, if you're, especially, especially within the context of like a personal brand, I, I'm trying to do everything myself so i can put my personal touch on everything if that makes sense and even if it's you know even if i have poor design taste you know i'd I'd rather me do it because that's me you know i'm trying to build a personal brand i'm trying to be transparent trying to be authentic so that's a priority for me um but yeah the website thing i mean and that that boils down and you touched on it you know you don't have time to edit youtube videos all the time it's it's a value trade so to me at, at present there's more value in learning the skill, especially right now, because I have time, you know, I'm recovering from, for, any, for anybody that doesn't know, I just had <laughs> surgery on my meniscus. So I'm out for a few months. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I have time to, to do those things. So it's more valuable to me to learn that skill and have it for the future than just outsource it. But if I was still working and I wanted to get this website out, it would totally be valuable to me to just, you know, outsource it. So it's, it's, it's a big value trade, you know? And uh, this is on topic, off topic. I did not prepare you for this. I didn't prepare myself for this. But uh, I remembered I have an affiliate link. So guess what? This episode is brought to you by Liverpool. Brought to you by Energize Liverpool Web Design Solutions. Yeah. 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 Let's go. (laughs) I may re-record this and edit that because I do that sometimes. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Brought to you by by Energize Liverpool. Sign up today is super cheap, affordable website solutions. They do my personal site, josephhadawayfc.com, as well as my digital management agency, jaguardigitalagency.com. Check it out. Um, Big fan. Fill out the link below and I'll get you in touch with my boy. This is not a paid ad. <laughs> it, it is not. 
that is enti- <laughs> that is entirely they get um they gave me an affiliate link um yeah. when i when i signed up the second site with them since they're trying to get a footprint in the u.s yeah yeah but, i figured they were in the uk based on the the liverpool name shout out to harvey yeah shout, shout out to harvey we'll see how much of that gets left in and how much of it it doesn't harvey yeah. if you listen to this come on the pod i want to talk we've talked about it before you know make an hour for me bud yeah the most interesting man in the world that's who he, that is. he really is though he really really is and we met totally by happenstance yeah that's wild all right so so before i get talking with that's like the fourth not nick person i brought up on the podcast <laughs> this is this is the average joe podcast the, the episode this is the average joe podcast episode we're here to talk about nick and what nick does so let's get back to nick does like imposter syndrome ever hit um but yeah as, as far as imposter syndrome yeah definitely i mean especially for me because i'm i'm trying to break into a world and provide um value but also you know display authority in a world that i'm you know, to, to someone else that is a professional in this world that, you know, they may see me and, and immediately discredit me because I'm a trim carpenter, but, you know, I do have unique perspectives and values and, and everything um, that I can bring to the table that, you know, other people are looking for. So yes, I experience imposter syndrome, but the way that I ground myself is remembering like, you know, what I've done is truth. Like I, I like everything I'm saying online, like is real. <laughs> I, I have evidence to back it up. Like I, you know, I'm not faking anything. So there, there's no, I'm not an imposter and, and I, I can, I can go back to my experiences to help solidify that in my mind, if that makes sense. No, no, it, it absolutely does. And I guess, you know, to even add on top of that, again, I'm, don't want to sound derogatory to anybody with that. I mean, even though, you know, you say he becomes the background as the trim carpenter, but I mean, even you look at like, you know, with the average person on the street, you're at average Joe, if you would knows about like, say investing, <laughs> good, good. personal finance. Cause I mean, I can sit here and throw terms at you, you know, ETF, mutual funds, uh, DCA drip. We, mm. we know, we know what it means. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, grab the average person on the street, average Joe, and yep. there a lot of people don't. It's not the most common knowledge. And I guess, you know, continuing on that, I'd be more worried if you said you didn't have imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's it's hard not to when we like submerse ourselves in the Twitter wind tunnel. Cause yeah. We surround ourselves. I mean, there are, there are so many Twitter accounts that are way smarter than I am and sure. know way more about investing in things than I do. Right, yeah. I, it's hard not to feel like an imposter when you surround yourselves with those people. Yeah, and I mean, if, if we were talking about like sports teams, like it'd be a lot different. We're talking about like people's livelihoods. So uh, like it should be treated with some reverence. And I think, you know, a healthy amount of reverence is going to lead to that imposter syndrome. Um but yeah, I mean, you, you, the difference is if you let that affect, um, I guess the content that you're bringing in and the consistency, you, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you let, if you let that, those negative thoughts come in and, and, and let it throw you off track, then that's a problem. If, if you're, you know, what, if, if what you're, if the authority that you're trying to bring is, you know, real, if, if you're just a guy that's, you know, trying to make a quick buck, then obviously you're going to get found out pretty soon, but <laughs> 
at Sam Bankman Freed. Um, there you go. <laughs> now, now at, at time of recording, it was what last week he was officially put in jail. I'm I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I read. Oh, what did I read? He made a request for something. It was I think it was like medication, but it was like really like unnecessary. I don't know. I, I that's. Uh, that may not that may not be what it was, but he made a request for something that, that was kind of ridiculous. And it's like, dude, come on. He's a, he's in like a real jail now, I think. Not like a, a padded cell. I don't I don't like to express too many like hard opinions. Like, I mean, you'll very rarely see me tweet anything politics, anything of the sort, but I, I'm gonna say Sam Bankman free deserves to be in jail. <laughs> Cold yeah. take yeah, probably, definitely. but that that's about the hardest position I take on a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, he basically, <clears throat> excuse me, he basically did what we just said not to do on like a global scale <laughs> as far as like mismanaging people's livelihood. So, yeah. Financial advice for everybody listening. Neither Nick nor I are advisors, but financial advice, don't run a Ponzi scheme. Boom. That's, <laughs> that's, that's I think that's, that's good advice. That's good advice. That is my second best financial advice today. <laughs> what was your first? Um, oh God, it was uh income glow up on Twitter. Uh, and this, this will date the podcast, but that's fine. Cause you know, I'll, I'll put a screenshot up here. He tweeted getting drunk tonight, not financial advice. And I responded, uh, donate blood first. You'll get there quicker. Financial oh, advice. Man. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Did he respond not, to that? He not yet. That, that was like right before we hit record yeah um but yeah uh donate blood life advice don't drink and drive also life advice yeah there we go let's let's just end that talk thing <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's the closest thing i've gotten i think unhinged on this podcast in three years of doing it hey i'm I'm gonna say this i mean that that is semi-relevant because if you think about it you're leveraging your body by getting paid to donate your plasma which is paying for that alcohol that you're gonna buy <laughs> so that's that is one way to grow as a as a as an average joe i don't think many average joes are doing that but <laughs> real quick total aside when i asked nick to come on the pod and he was like what are we gonna do and i said if we can just hit record and cut up for an hour i'll be happy yeah i think i think we're hitting that, that, that <laughs> saying, stride right there <laughs> it took us 45 minutes to get there but i think we finally hit it yeah. Uh, this is gonna be up there a, a previous episode with like lucas thomas uh who's mm. a financial advisor out of i think california of an hour and a half pod we were on the phone for like two and a half hours i cut so much of that podcast but we <laughs> we spent over an hour just bashing walmart yeah and how terrible yeah, the awesome. place to work it is so this is kind of giving me that same vibe and uh total aside that's the best performing anything i've ever put out so if that went well, I'm sure this will too. Yeah, awesome. Good. But let's let's get a little back on track before more donating blood and alcohol tips. Um, <laughs> so this is something like I know I struggle with sometimes. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. You always got to juggle that, you know, being the finance expert while mm -hmm. also, you know, saying things to um, grow, I guess. <sighs> I can say buy and hold index funds all day, but it, it's boring. You gotta mm -hmm. you gotta add some spice and pizzazz, or you're not gonna get too many more followers. And yeah. in a digital company, whether you want followers or not, you kind of need them to grow. 
you need them to convert into leads and the sales and all that. It's it's a True. funnel that you have to create. <laughs> all right. Uh, so how how do you balance that? You know, like making the creative content while also being the finance expert. And I swear to God, if you say shit posting, <laughs> I mean. I mean, that, hey, that is an element. You have to have the humor. I mean, it's it's a necessity. People, if you're stuffy, you know, you're, you're going to be seen as unapproachable. You have to sprinkle in some humor, which uh, truthfully, in, in the recent past, I've probably done a little bit too much of that because I've, I've kind of been on a, I've kind of let myself go a little bit, you know, going through recovery. So, oh, oh, but, oh wait, wait. Um, I, I'm going to cut you off hard there. I, I need to find this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, where is it? It was the one where you compared networking to a dog. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. I uh, I'm I'm searching your Twitter right now, but I gotta find it. It was uh, I can probably tell you from memory. So it was it was the investing in the invest in Texan. I found it. You you found it. Go ahead. (laughs) So the invest and here I'm gonna screenshot this right now because this. If you watch this on YouTube, you got to see. If you're listening to this Spotify, Apple Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts, um, check out the YouTube video because this is this is a screenshot you need to see. And also, uh, we're four episodes into what I'm calling season three. If I haven't announced this, we're doing video podcasts now. Come see, come see Nick's very pretty mustache. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, the invested Texan said what's your best tip for networking events and nicholas grow as an average joe done 207 p.m august 14th 2023 says and i quote get down on all fours and bark like a dog at each new person then piss on them asserts dominance (laughs) (laughs) i mean listen you can you can bash that method all you want i've met plenty of millionaires with that specific method mostly because i was uh the talk of many many elite parties but you know you you do what you want man <laughs> i remember reading that and that that was right after you and i met for the first time and yeah. i was like there's there's no way i just invited this guy on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's one of those uh those humor tweets because you know you're trying to be you have to there's a fine line you have to tread right so that's one of those where you you're like your fingers hovering over the sun button you're like man is this is this too too much Nah, it'll be fine i've been i've been hitting that lately quite a bit myself uh hitting some of those where i'm like are we sure but you hit that point where you're just like it yeah yeah Uh, exactly (laughs) you gotta i mean i was talking to and he the value formula i haven't asked him to be on the podcast but i've got this one screenshotted too because i like bringing it up he hit that line hard like a week and a half ago what's that uh boss makes a buck you make a dime that's why you shit during work time boss makes a grand you make a buck time to steal the catalytic converter off the company truck (laughs) (laughs) that's good hey Man, I, I wish I, th- I wish I thought of that. That's like a perfect blue collar tweet right there. It really is. And like, if you follow the value toolbox, uh, the value formula finance toolbox is at shout out. A lot of what he posts is so straight line. But even yeah. like even like his humor at most sometimes gets like, here's one. And I'll post a screenshot. Taylor Swift is basically carrying the U.S.'s GDP right now. Nice. Pretty, pretty funny but like it's it's still pretty in line with like most of what you'd expect right that came so far out of left field for him 
Yeah. And I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the thing. I mean, if, if you go so far out of bounds, like, and people are usually people are going to love it because it's because it, it, they they uh, they 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 see that like they see it. They're, they're living vicariously, if you know what I mean, because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to do that. So they're like, oh, man, he just said that. That's incredible. And I, I think, you know, it, it doesn't help when we're, we run in like basically the same circle as like Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I don't think that man's ever tweeted a joke or told one on the podcast. No, but I mean, it's, it's a little bit, I mean, he's, he's more of a, uh, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, I guess, solidified brand. Like he, he has, I guess, more of a professionalism to uphold than we, we do. I would say, and then, you know, when I tweet, you know, at, at average show, uh, I want to give you 11 K a month. That way I'll keep hustling by my ebook. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Dave Ramsey, who Grant Grant Cardone, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I guess back back to the question. Other than shit posting, yeah. Like I mean, are there's always so many ways you know say buy and hold investing, live on a budget in a unique way. How are you finding what separates you as a creator from the rest <clears throat> of the pack? Um, I I think I think my my niche specifically, um, which is an obvious answer, but and and i've 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 struggled with the right way to articulate what it is that i i offer but i i guess it can be summed up with with a few uh phrases or not phrases i guess sentences but specifically what i try to bring which i haven't seen many people bring is a is an intense focus on leveraging your nine to five in fact that that exact phrase i i say frequently leverage your nine to five and what that speaks to, and I've, you know, I've said previous, being able to recognize the unique, sometimes intangible value that your job or your specific life situation, like if you live with your parents, you're saving a lot of money doing that, you know, that's something that you can leverage, whatever it is, your job, life, et cetera, leveraging what you have in order to grow yourself. So that specific messaging, I think, you know, and, and the, the boilerplate stuff on Twitter serves that, that line of thinking, like under that, you know, under that umbrella of leverage your nine to five comes the foundational stuff, like investing for the long-term retirement, mm -hmm. budgeting, uh, proper money management systems, systemizing the way that you manage your money, um, you know, et cetera. So I, I think, I think that that mindset encapsulates a lot of that stuff. Um, but then outside of that, specifically what what i'm good at as i just said is is systemizing things mm -hmm. so I, I i also try to put like I, I sell the ultimate budget which is the budget that i actually created um when i started when i truly started my financial journey that helped me achieve that that one thousand a hundred thousand dollar net worth growth that i had um and it it's you can find it i'm sure you'll have links for it um, oh, yeah. at the end of this but uh, that's that's a product that i that I sell. Um, and it's, it's like a perfect system for how, for how you should budget. But anyway, so I, I specialize in leveraging your nine to five, explaining specifically how to do that, because that, that, that to me is, I mean, th those are actionable things like, yeah, create a budget, invest. Those are technically actionable, but there's a thousand ways to do it. And there's a thousand ways to do it. Not well, you know? So I try to specifically tell, show people, how to make real waves of changes within their financial life, if that makes sense.
It, it does. And one thing, and I've never told you this, but I'll compliment you on it now. Um, and it's on recording, so you can hold me hold me to it forever. One That's thing I good. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I really like about your content, um, because so much of like you know the the finance Twitter, I, I'm guilty of this too, and I know that I am, is selling like you know a dream. Like how many times a week do you see get rich and get off the grid? How many oh, times God. do you see get rich and retire early? Yeah. How many you know? How many times do you see you know if I I bought thirty houses now I'm fired. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of like, you know, people who do that, you know, tweet, this is how I got here. Oh, actually, I'm going to include this on there. How much, you know, do you tweet your boss loves your new car because it knows you're locked. Now we know you're yeah. locked up for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's everybody. We're all kind of chasing that dream. I mean, I, I think a lot of people do not like their nine to five. Yeah. I think that that's not a hot take. And I think a lot of people, you know, their content is more so based on selling them that dream of mm -hmm. what you can do with the money rather than how do you get there absolutely that makes sense whereas i look at your content and it's more of like oh i mean how what percentage of americans are successful entrepreneurs i don't i don't know offhand but i'm i'm willing to bet it's less than like 15 percent. oh yeah easily um so i mean you can keep selling this dream to the other 85 percent, most of which either don't want to be an entrepreneur or i mean how many how many small businesses fail in a year percentage wise or you know you can take nick's content who's very like you know this is where you are in life this is your reality this mm -hmm. is how you make the best of it like yeah. I, don't, I i look at your stuff and i don't feel like you're selling me a dream as much as you're selling me a plan if that makes sense yeah yeah well first of all appreciate that thank you <laughs> um but yeah i what what you said about the the twitter cliches the get rich off the grid blah 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 that you you said it, it's it's representative of the dream that's exactly what it is there it's people that are tweeting those things and it, it mentally it keeps you engaged with oh that'd be awesome you know blah 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 but there's i feel like there's not enough people that and and there are a lot of accounts that that do this they're just not as well known i think as as some of the guys that tweet the cliches for i don't know if they're doing it for easy engagement but it is easy engagement um you know there, there's not enough people that are that like you said are are providing actionable things because and and that and again it's a personal brand so it's reflective of my brain mm -hmm. to me like i'm not interested like the dream is great but that all it is is fuel like it, you can't do anything with that like because otherwise you're just you're gonna be you know in the same exact spot 20 years from now you have to create plans take action educate yourself get the resources get the tools etc and so, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm serious about helping people. And so I recognize, I'm like, you know, what, what is lacking? And to me, what's lacking is the step-by-step know-how on how to do stuff. And the part, part of the issue with, with finance is a lot of it is intangible because a lot of it is emotion-based. And so very true. Very, yeah, very so, true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not all numbers. It's, it's how you approach life and money and like, for instance, the, the, I mentioned value, like value trades. <clears throat> if if you know how to identify value in any situation, like there's no way that you can't grow. Meaning like, um, for instance, for instance, uh, another thing that I'm going through currently, Joseph knows about this. Um, 
my apartment recently got hit by a tornado, <laughs> which is ridiculous to say out loud. You, but you, you got to laugh to hide the tears, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, my apartment recently got hit by a tornado. My fian- my fiance and I, you know, our building was essentially condemned. Uh, we had to move in with my parents. So at face value, like, you know, our independence was ripped from us. Like our entire life was disrupted. Again, I just had surgery. So I'm having to deal with that, you know, incongruence with this tornado thing. That would be enough to really put someone down. However, you know, the financial arrangement that we have worked out with my parents, we're actually going to save money every month. So uh, that is a value add to us. Obviously, we're losing a lot of value with our house. But, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, it's a positive situation. But if if you are able to, no matter the circumstance, if you can identify the value within a situation, like there's absolutely no way that you cannot grow. You know what I'm saying? I, I absolutely 100% agree. Um, and, I, and I will say, you know, shout out to you, number one, for making the best of what is an absolutely terrible conversation or <laughs> absolutely terrible situation. I'm scrolling our DMs right now and I'll explain why in like 30 seconds. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, shout out. I, I mean, because, ooh, that is, I have never lived through that. Hopefully, never will. And I, hate that it happened to such a good person to say the least oh thanks man appreciate that but (laughs) also just on a a shout out to nick um uh here it is um i messaged him and i was like after all this happened which was what like two weeks ago maybe three weeks yeah i I guess are we going on a month it was august 7th so about three weeks all right yeah well let's go we're gonna date the recording uh but actually this is this is gonna go up exactly one month after this recording, and I'm gonna keep saying that because I uh I need I need to push myself for that. But I was gonna say, but I I messaged Nick on Twitter X whatever you're gonna call it, um, and I was like, hey man, with everything that happened, you know, cancel on me. I'm totally fine with that. You've been through a lot. I get it. Yeah. And Nick said, Nah, man, we're gonna record the best podcast episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, I guess uh, I did. I guess I did say that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let us know. Did we? Yeah. Let is, us know is, in the comments. Is uh is Joe Rogan crying right now? <laughs> <laughs> What's but, that? We 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 took the number one spot on Spotify. That's crazy. <laughs> that would happen. I I need to move my hosting to Anchor so I can get some of that Spotify quick revenue. There you go. Hey, but that said, we've had now three professional up and up conversations in a row and i want to end this before we devolve even more yeah (laughs) so so let's go in closing questions first up nick where can we find you online um so you can find me on twitter at grow average joe uh that's that's where i'm active primarily and that's that's where i'm focusing building right now um i i do i had i mentioned i'm building a website i have a website currently um it's mostly just a landing page for my newsletter the wealthy worker um but i do have links to all my products and about me it that that is uh, grow is an average joe.com um and then hopefully by the time that this is out i have finished my actual website that is job to riches.com um so that's pretty much it. i do have a youtube channel i'm not very active on it. i have one video that is essentially an explanation video for the ultimate budget um but you can you can find all that through my twitter so bro i want to know how you got the job to riches.com that is 
That's an insanely good domain name. Wait a minute. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, I, that's... I, thought, <laughs> I thought it had some SEO potential. I that's good. I, I like it. Either way. All right. So and yeah, of course, uh you have a link tree, right? I'm not making that I up. I do. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll make this easy because I'm sure you'll update the link tree more often than I'll update the description of this episode. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll link Nick's Twitter and link tree down in the show notes below. Click on that, connect with him, whatever his most updated happenings are. Excellent. So then number two, closing question, you know, other than, of course, your own content, what would you say is the number one like book, resource, website that you would recommend someone who wants to build wealth, start investing, get on a budget, check out? Um, again, I'm, I'm going to have to be cliche, rich dad, poor dad. I mean, it's it, it, it serves a purpose. I don't know that you're going to be enlightened on how to be the next Elon Musk reading that book, but if you're starting out, you know, on your financial journey at, at really any, any stage of the, of the beginner stages. Um, it's, it's a great book. And honestly, I mean, it's, it's good for people who are even advanced. It helps them get back to basics, but it's like I said previously, it's very good um, at helping you develop the proper concepts and the proper ways to view money um, as as you're starting to to try to build wealth and, and maybe grow yourself, so I would I would definitely say Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, and as far as uh, you know, websites or other people, honestly, Twitter is is an incredible place for financial education. You just you just have to be able to uh, parse through what is good and what is bad. There's a lot of people that have a lot of really good content that are you know probably don't have the following that they deserve. There's a lot of people that have massive followings that are probably a little bit unwarranted. All right, we're, we're going to shout out one more person now that we're back into an, a part of the podcast that I'm probably not cutting. <laughs> we, we've <laughs> cut like the last like five minutes. Make no mistake. Uh, yeah. Matthew 2.0, Matt, the dentist on Twitter, pro good stuff, anti bad stuff. In one word, money. If you're on the YouTube version, that that meme is posted now. If not, come sub to us on YouTube. Yeah. Um, shout out if he's probably my favorite Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good one. He's a good one. I I haven't I haven't engaged with him, but I I see his stuff frequently, and he's he's pretty funny. Uh, I'm also gonna shout out. I don't know if you follow a bad money guy. Yeah, that's a good I, one. I he and I will sit here and just like egg each other on for all kinds of dumb stuff. Yeah. I love he, I have no he, idea who's behind that account, but whoever you are, I sincerely mean this. I love you. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's got he's got some pretty good tweets. He had a really I don't know if I can find it, but he had a really funny um obviously for for those who are listening to this, you know, Trump had his whole thing yesterday, so there's been a lot of memes of his mugshot going around. He had a really funny one oh, uh, no, with I, Trump's I mugshot. It was pretty good. But anyway. I uh well now I gotta find it. I, I noticed you also posted one, didn't you? Yeah, but it was it was very I was pumping gas and it was very it just popped in my head. I was like, this is so low effort, but I haven't tweeted in a few days, so <laughs> I need to do something. That's how I feel recording like TikToks though. Um I don't I don't like TikTok as like a platform. I don't use TikTok as a user. But either way, um show all the time, send me stuff, be like, this is trending on TikTok right now. And I'll be like, oh I 
I don't care. I, I could I get a hundred followers if I did like some dumb dance or use some dumb sound. Yeah, uh, probably not the dance one. I don't think anybody <laughs> really wants to see that. <laughs> I you, I have no rhythm. Yeah, dude, it's but, right. I I don't either. But either way, like you know, she'll send me that all the time, and I'll be like, yeah, no, we uh we are not doing that. But there is something to be said about riding that wave of what's popular right now. Yeah, definitely, and yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit shameless, but I mean. If if it's a, I only do it if it's like a good meme template. Like if it has real potential, like in relation to finance, like like the uh, that mf'er is not real. There was a there was quite a few. I had I think I had a couple good ones for that. But, oh, uh, now, but yeah, now, now I got to scroll through your Twitter because I don't think I saw any of yours for that. Actually, actually, it was one. It was one, but it was I think I think it was high quality. It was you know that mf'er is not real first photo is her and then the second one is that is like a stock image of like empty plane seats and it's just like the latest cpi report <laughs> okay now i gotta find that because it does sound really funny I, it, it, I, I gotta say if your memes are anything like mine um i'll post something and be like oh this is hilarious yeah T- two likes later i'm like oh well, maybe not yeah i mean i i don't know i don't think i got much engagement but that said uh Real quick, this one's definitely staying in. Y'all slept on me for too long. As a whole, I've been reposting like some of my jokes from like a year ago when I have like 500 less followers on Twitter, and they're they're like banging now. And yeah. I'm, like my so I'm telling the exact same joke with like 500 more followers, and now I'm getting like 10x the likes. Y'all yeah, y'all that's... slept on me. I've been funny that's, that's... for years that's how it goes man i i've experienced the same thing not with jokes just with you know general tweets but but yeah i mean I, I, I posted something today uh that was that i originally posted in i think it was like march 2021 yeah less than an hour 32 likes 1200 views one quote tweet i got one like in 2021 Dude. Y'all, y'all have slept on me for too long yeah, shout shout out Joseph, man. He's the meme <laughs> king on on FinTwit. Okay, let's let's not go that far yet. Uh, <laughs> that said, I do think my allowance meme did not get enough traction. I think that was underappreciated. Yo, that was that was really good. I I appreciated that for the creativity because it wasn't it wasn't a meme temp. Like you you came up with that. That was really good. Did also, you actually text? Did you actually <clears throat> text your uh, mom for that? Oh yeah, I'm about to read her response <laughs> real quick because she she's been bothering me to do this. My mom yeah. follows me on Twitter. Shout shout out Jennifer. Hi mom. I don't know. What's I don't up, think, Jennifer? I don't think she watches the podcast, but hi hi mom. Um, <laughs> What's up, Mrs. Hadaway? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, that was a legitimate text that I sent her. Um, and um, spoiler alert: uh, we didn't we didn't get allowance, kids. Um, wow. She she texted. She laughed at it. And I responded back, so the laugh react is a no then. And then she said, I'm laughing because I don't remember ever giving you an allowance as a kid. And I was like, wow, that was kind of harsh. And then she said, well, you moved far, far away. So I'd say it was a pretty successful strategy, huh? Uh, <laughs> Dang. I yeah. I want to add right now, right here, I have a very good back and forth with both of my parents. Yeah, We, we talked minimum once sometimes twice three times a week over the phone that is a hundred percent a joke i know it's a joke she knows it's a joke yeah. i do not have a bad relationship with my mother it's healthy banter as they say if anything she cried quite a bit when we moved oh that's sad 
oh, I have to go through my wedding photos and find one of her just bawling. She'd hate yeah. me if I posted that. But you know what, Jen? If you don't watch the podcast, that's what you get. That's right. What, what she doesn't know won't hurt her. <laughs> Support. So, oh, I know for a fact my sister does, though. So if I do post it, I'll get told on pretty quick. Yeah. Um, okay, but last last question. What's next for Nick? Oh, man. Uh, in the first few weeks, just stability, trying to... And we literally had, we had like a day's notice to move our whole apartment out earlier this week. So um, yeah, just, just trying to make sure life doesn't kick us in the face anymore for a little bit, but. uh, I mean, but, they, they say disasters come in threes and you've definitely hit your three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if I told you, but I got, I got pretty sick late last week too. So that, that was, that was right out when I texted you and was like, Hey bro, are you still alive? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, and I think I said I was like, I'm not always this pathetic or something like that. I think that's like word for word what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so back back to your question, what's next for me? Yep. Um. So yeah. So currently, I like I said, I'm building that website. Um. I'm putting feelers out. I guess they're not feelers. I'm 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 entering into some other avenues in regards to digital marketing. Um. Specifically with like faceless accounts now that Elon has announced the ad revenue uh, sharing stuff. Um, but as far as outside of Twitter, which is far more interesting. <laughs> um, so uh, possibly buying a house in the near hey, future, which congrats, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just because of the tornado, just because uh, we had planned to, to rent for another year um but this is kind of throwing a major wrench into stuff and at least in our area wait lists for apartments are up to six months or more i um, can only imagine yeah so it we may end up doing that just pulling the trigger a little bit early we'll see um but yeah like i said getting married in the spring um but also at the beginning of the year um i i'm gonna be super vague because i'm sure the my the guy that i work for wouldn't want me to uh disseminating too much information but basically um at the beginning of the year i'm i'm leaving my nine to five um and i'm semi sort of in a way taking over a portion of uh the company from the the guy that i work for i'm i'm basically number two in the company um and he he has uh been grooming me for a little bit to help me get started on my own as as a uh a uh, fledgling business owner trim carpenter so that'll that'll be a venture that's coming up soon um but yeah super excited about that that'll give me a lot more control over my time so hopefully i can balance these two ventures a little bit more um yeah i think that's it oh college football's coming up next weekend i'm super excited about that um i'm gonna go on a limb and say you're a tennessee fan no i'm a florida fan oh all right, yeah. this this is never going live. It's no. Yeah, no, that's Ooh. that's fine. But but <laughs> hey, here's, here's here's another wrench into the equation. I'm I'm from Sacramento. I moved to where I live now when I was 11. Hmm. So yeah, but no, my my mom was born and raised in Gainesville. So I'm, see, I'm, I'm a Florida fan. I'm a Georgia alum. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Uh-huh. Well, hey, I mean, you can't you can't kick us while we're down, man. I'm sorry. Do you mean every year since Urban Meyer left? Um, I, I mean, yeah, it, except it, for 20, 2012 I'll say what, 2020. Who? What was that? I was that one year with the quarterback. Where 
this is so getting cut. This is so irrelevant. <laughs> uh, who is the quarterback? Like led four to six and zero, and they got suspended for a year, and they ended the season <clears throat> like seven and five. Will Greer. That's it. Yep. 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 That was the twenty. 20- <laughs> I think it was the 2016 season. I say that would add up. That was the last year I really remember being like involved in college football because yeah. I, I did marching band in college. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, that was undergrad. This University of South Alabama. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, South Alabama. That's that's the Jaguars, right? It is. Yeah, I know them. Jay I think they're up. on. NC- I think they're on NCAA. I think I've seen that team they, before. Uh, yeah, the 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 most recent one. That was their first and only year on it. They're making a really? new one though. I know. Are you gonna get it? Oh, uh, I don't know. It depends on what it comes out on. Because the only gaming console I have that's current gen is a Switch. Oh. So, uh, I yeah, really probably not. <laughs> I I say that, but like now that I've started streaming, um, which is an avenue I never thought I'd saw I'd see myself go down. Yeah. But now that I'm, I'm streaming and it's actually like working, I might end up splurging at some point for like a PS5. Yeah, I I have a uh, the the uh, uh what is it Xbox Series S, so not the X but the S. I couldn't tell you the difference. I'll be honest. I I think the X is like the big black rectangle one that's tall, mm-hmm. and then the white or the other one is just the white one. I have the white one. But I, I think those are cheaper and more available than the PS5s. Yeah, well, that definitely won't be an anytime soon decision. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, I've been slowly growing a community, and they've been asking me to play, uh, what's it's It's new. It starts with a B. It's like Bath something three. Bow, Bath. Baldur's Gate. Bal- that's it. Baldur's Gate. Yes. <laughs> I've been getting people bothering me about that in chat. And everyone's like, just go out and buy a PS5. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just let me go chill out. 600 bucks because some random guy in chat told me to. Yeah, for real. I think I think my Xbox was like 300 bucks or something. They're, they're like way cheaper. All right. I might have to go. I might be an Xbox fanboy from now on then. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to. We can keep. I'm 100 down to keep talking, but I do need to put a close on this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that voice clip's gonna stay in too, because let like let me tell you this. I'm gonna edit out so much personal conversation. <laughs> but like you know, That's I'm good, I, man. I'm here for it. Like, I, I love that we can just cut up and talk. Yeah, like, it's, we, it's the it's the fuel for the the energy of the the conversation. But that said, thank you again, Nick. Grows an average Joe. All your links down in the uh show notes below thank you so much for coming on thank you all so much for listening if you're on a platform where you can like it which i think is like everyone but spotify like the show if you're on youtube subscribe to the channel really appreciate hanging out with us and i guess we will see you again next monday for another episode heck yeah i appreciate you having me on joseph i really appreciate it man